What is going on, beautiful people? Welcome back to another episode of the Respect the Game podcast. We are in a new year. Beautiful to be in a new year. We are not at full strength. Our brother, Sedacious, is out this week to start off the new year, but he will be back with us. Don't worry, he didn't go back behind the wall to jail. <laughs> uh, my name is Edward. Uh, please follow me at Emac Stacks for all your up-to-date high school, pro, and collegiate sports coverage. Shout out to my pops, Trill OG, who I'm named after. Shout out to my mama and my granny, Mim too. And I know I always say, what better way to bring in a podcast than with your brothers? But what better way to bring in the new year on a podcast with your brothers? My brothers, how are y'all going? Man, sign hard is a, and I'm switching up the intro. A little bit this time, man. Um, had a traumatic um, wreck, and it made and it made me uh, gain some perspective. And uh, change is yet ever constant, but uh, it needed to evolve. So, um, Sean Hart is is coming at you still with the charismatic excellence, but there's always gonna be. Um, yeah, man, that's still cash out, you know. Twitter, Instagram, you know, SoundCloud, whatever, man. Let's go. So it's no more hood, bro. It's no more. I'm still a hood, nigga, man. But you know what? You don't have to tell everybody. You know, spade is spade, man. You know. Yeah. Bill Gates ain't got to tell nobody rich. Church. Well, it is the host with the most that blows the most smoke, Black Peace. Formerly known as Rastadarmus. Uh check me out on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and we get your dope ass podcast. The name of that podcast is Talking Smoke. We talk hip hop culture, and you know, be going about a little bit of news, a little bit of documentaries, upcoming artist fashion, you know, just whatever's live, you know what I'm talking about? So uh yeah, let's go. I am Coach Johnson. I am the husband of Jordan, I am the father of Harper and Deuce. I will not be bringing the controversy today uh, for many reasons. I will be a docile, agreeable member today, but I will try to help you reason out thoughts a little bit better. And uh, for our brother, uh, Sedacious Xavier Miles, we thank you so much for rocking with us. Beautiful people. Take it away, Edwards. Yo, so before we get into the podcast. Well, we already have started the podcast, but I know everybody and their mama love to have New Year resolution goals, so on and so forth. Fancy quotes and scriptures and horoscopes, so on and so forth. Live your 2022 with this message in mind, okay? Go forth in the new year like a bougie soccer player. Okay, like a bougie soccer player. What does that mean? Don't kick it with people who have no goals. All right. So there we go. Shout out to Westside Boogie for that one. All righty, man. So uh, before we get into <laughs> 2022, we didn't really get to do a wrap-up show for, for, to end the new year or to end the old year for 2021. But I don't know. Do y'all have some... Just off the top of your head, some of the hottest takes, some of the best predictions, some of the worst predictions of worst takes of 2021 that instantly comes to y'all mind. I'll start mine off. I'll start first. It's not related to sports, but I must hang my head 
uh, if y'all remember, on the Kendrick Lamar prediction of 2020 21. I made a prediction. And literally two to three days later, he dropped some on social media, like I said he would. So that's just the start. But I got some bad ones that I'll come back around to. But we'll start off with the good. We'll start off with the good. Um, I'm going to go ahead and dive right off into it. Uh, it may be a segment that we may touch on a little later, but um, I believe somebody on here had the Kansas City Chiefs not making the playoffs. Bye. You know, I said I want to wait to the end to next week because I started adding up the takes and I was just like, you were dumbfounded by how many were <laughs> egregiously wrong. All right, so check this out, right? So, because uh, he's docile tonight. So I'll come back to a bad take and I somewhat sympathize with Coach Johnson. Uh, so, obviously, last year, 2020-21, I was saying that when we were talking about basketball, and I'm like, yo, the Bucks will not win a championship with Giannis playing the way he is playing, right? So on and so forth. And my argument around that was solely based, like, yo, Giannis cannot just sit there and try to Euro step his way to an NBA championship. He got to be able to grow confidence, step out, stretch out, shoot the mid-range, shoot the three. And they ended up winning the championship, albeit some would argue so, so on and so forth, injuries. Hey, best, best ability is availability, so that's that. But Giannis was also in those playoffs shooting jumpers. He wasn't just Euro stepping his way to the rim. And I was just like, I mean, I said he wouldn't win if that's all he did, but he's doing what I said he needed to do. So, therefore, hey, they finally got the championship. And so I kind of thought about that in terms of Coach Johnson's Chiefs take in terms of, well, they don't have this, they don't have that. If they do this, maybe, but they're going to suck and they may not make the playoffs and struggle to get the 10 wins only because they have this right now. But if they do X, Y, and Z, beef up the defense and get this play over here, they may be able to do something. And so um, I, I kind of I flirted with sympathizing with uh, his Chiefs taking. I'm like, hmm, maybe this is what it's like to be like Coach Johnson and be like, no, 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 I wasn't fully wrong because they still did what I said they needed to do. But, yeah, it wasn't fully wrong because I put a lot of qualifiers at the end of my statement <laughs> to kind of buffer it just in case it goes sideways just a little bit. I got something to say my ass. So, you know, hey, <laughs> what's new, man? Just a new year. Um, okay. Uh, well, I, I will say this. Uh, I, tonight, I won't try to defend my chief state. Uh, I think, uh, uh, Edward, you, uh, have, uh, laid the foundation, uh, for my defense next week. Uh, but I will say another place that I was wrong was about the rest of the AFC. I, I did not expect everyone else to be so mediocre. I expected, uh, struggles from the Chiefs. Uh, to be capitalized on by teams like the Broncos. I expected Teddy Bridgewater to play better to be able to capitalize on that. I uh, I expected teams like uh, uh, the Bills 
to to stand out uh, uh, inside the uh, the AFC. They they have not. Uh, I expected the Browns to be way better than what they were um, this year, uh, and so uh, there there was not a team. Uh, or there was there wasn't consistency across the AFC to be able to take advantage of the flaws of the Chiefs uh, to 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 make them uh, you know barely get to ten wins uh, and uh, and uh, not make the playoffs. So we have that there. Um, uh, you know uh, you know one one of the better takes though from uh, Coach Johnson uh, was on Michael Parsons. Um, he's had a stellar, uh, a stellar uh, rookie year. Uh, the Cowboys have been better than what people thought they would be early on, um, and so they have a chance uh, here in the playoffs. Uh, even though they just, you know, they just lost. They have some things to fix, but uh, you know, they they're pretty good there. Um, but uh, most mostly, mostly what I am just floored by is the lack of a standout team uh this year i mean I, I don't know of anybody who predicted that uh, uh you know i i thought that there would be some standouts i mean even the packers i'm not too confident in the packers uh the books they almost lost to the jets this, this week uh you know did they? so i i, I mean Listen, you know, hold on. i'm gonna cut you off because there's a there's a nice list of the AFC where you're on, but we ain't going to get that deep into it. So I'm going to cut you off to come back over to Darnell for a little bit, a couple more predictions before we know it's diving into football. I don't, mm-hmm. it wasn't, it wasn't a, mm-hmm. it was a hot take that I had that I think, well, I know for sure rubbed Darnell the wrong way in the beginning of 2020, 2021. And that was my Donda take on Kanye West's album. How do you feel looking back at that album uh, now, Darnell, now that we're in the year 2000 and 2022? Um, I feel like there's a lot of unknown information uh, just, about, just about him that you needed to know to understand the whole situation. A lot of people didn't understand that until that uh, a couple of Drink Champs episodes that Kanye was technically obsessed more than just not liking him. He was obsessed with Drake with liking him. You know what I'm saying? So it was one of the things where he, he, when you like somebody and you dislike them at the exact same time, you don't want to let all guns out. But in some cases, that person that who you're beefing with, they like, call that. I don't like you at all no more. I'm not, I'm done with you. And that was the case. So while he's over here, like shooting shots and putting little subliminals and saying how you feel about the beef, he held back a lot of just what the song, just like the song with um, Life of the Party. And I felt like that's what you were missing out of the album. And that made you just feel like, bro, what the, f- bro, like, why are these people all on here? Why is this? Why is that? And it's like, I felt like the album he really could have put out that the people would have wanted, which is him be- him coming at Drake a certain way and him having certain uh, features on and this and that. And, you know, doing a, just doing things a certain way that, the people would have wanted, and it would have been, it, it it wouldn't have been as good. I feel like, and I feel like he would have burnt a bridge that wouldn't have able been crossed back. 
You know what I'm saying? Like, the fact that he didn't drop that uh, Life of the Party on the album was the smartest thing Kanye could have ever done. So I felt like that would have pushed that point of like, nah, we straight going at it. There is no calming it down. There is no talking about it. Now we just going at each other's necks. You know what I'm saying? Uh, read in between the lines on the whole Donda album, everything he's saying about him is just like very subliminal, more not even coming at his neck, just trying to be dominant. One track of the album was a diss song, and that's what you wanted. You know what I'm saying? So, how I feel about it, um, I felt like he, he, he did what was best for his career and for not burning any bridges, basically. So I think that you hated that album and it was such a, a bad, you know, you took it as a bad review. You know what I'm saying? I understand it, but I understand what Ye was doing now. Just from after, you know, the album actually dropped and him doing a few interviews. I understand, like, okay, he just didn't want to put all his cards in, in one little one little spot. He wanted to make sure he was, all right, I'm going to be smart about it. I'm not going to just go off the end, deep end. You know, and I feel like that's the incompleteness that you saw in that album that you felt was missing. So... It is what it is, man. Like you have your hot take on it, but Kanye is Kanye, basically. So I think on the podcast, one of the most quotable people on the pod is Sean Hart Izzo. This one. Sean Hart, what do you expect? <laughs> What is a take that Sean Hart had this? Well, I may, I'm well, the first one that comes to mind, um, and I don't know if, you, if this is what you think, Isaac, or if you even have one, um, which cards and Kyler Murray being a dark horse MVP, I think he was pretty, pretty spot on, pretty spot on, Jack, <laughs> pretty spot on, Jack, getting to. The and getting and you think you picked them to get to the NFC Championship too, I believe so. Yeah, he he also picked them to win the division, which they didn't. And Kyler Murray is, is I mean MVP talk now still. No, not at this uh, point. It's 2021. He had talked talk a little bit, but be a dark horse candidate for MVP. And he actually surpassed that. It was a front runner at a certain portion of the season. Before he got injured, I guess you could start. Before he got injured, uh, okay. there was a lot of talks, especially on Pro okay. Football Focus, with him leading the MVP talks. But again, you know, depending on who you talk to, you know, any given Sunday, you know, it was a different person leading that category. But um, I think what you were alluding to, more importantly, Edward, is just a a long line of history. Um. You know, Sean Hart is of being accurate, correct, and being truthful in his words, bearing fruit from a good tree, I believe is what we have come to, you know, know. Uh, uh, just, just, I just want to point out that at that same time when Colin Murray was in the MVP conversation, the Chiefs were three and four, and everyone was trying to figure out what's wrong with the Chiefs. So uh, I'm just saying, you know, if we're, if we're going to hold to the standard, right? I mean, well, I'm, just saying, I'm just saying, I'm just saying. I'm saying if our predictions are going to be season-long predictions and we're going to hold to that standard, hey, what, what does your body of work look like for the season? 
then let's let's stick to and that. And I, I say, oh, at one point, at ago, one point, I'm not gonna dive off into the Chiefs argument. You kind of more so lay the foundation <laughs> for next week. So don't dive off. No, no, no I'm just saying. I'm, I'm, I'm just saying, saying we're gonna hold a standard. If we're gonna hold a standard, let's hold a standard for for everybody. So. You know, okay, so if we're holding the, 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 standard, the great... one standard that can be held that we don't need one okay. more game to finish out for the for the NFL season is one of my predictions was Trevor yeah. Lawrence will struggle. That was set in stone. We don't need one more game to see if Trevor Lawrence is going to struggle. Coach Johnson Jaguars also, Coach Johnson did, also said that. Did I not say that? Either. Did I not say that as well? Did I not say that as well? I'm just what he will. The trash that, forward and putrid their organization was from top to bottom, starting with Shao Khan and with Urban Meyer. Um, you know, as a hold on, uh, hold on. before you before you before you go, Christian, are you saying you didn't uh-huh. also say that the uh, the Jaguars weren't were not going were going to struggle? What do you, what are you saying? No, no, I I did not say that Trevor Lawrence would not would not struggle. Uh, I I compared I consistently compared Trevor Lawrence to Andrew Luck, yes. who who his rookie year had a 50 PFF grade. For those who don't understand what that means, is that means that he was terrible, right? PFF grades, people, you know, 60 is average. Anything below 60, you're pretty much terrible. Uh, and that's right around where where uh, where Trevor Lawrence is grading this year, right? Now I did predict that he would win Rookie of the Year because I had to pick. I said some rookie quarterback will win rookie of the year because most of the time they don't give it to anyone uh, 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 office rookie of the year. They don't give it to anyone who's not a quarterback. So I was like, hey, might as well go with my guy, Trevor Lawrence. So, uh, but him having struggles, I did not say that he would not have struggles, right? I did not think that he was going to come out just blazing, right? I thought he would do better than what he did. What he did. But I did say that, hey, he might have a, a Andrew Luck-like season. I have more faith in Urban Meyer which was wrong, which I on this podcast, I, I, I said, hey, I was wrong with that. Real quick. Let me just cut you off real quick just yeah. for like joking and stuff. Other, uh-huh. than, other than, you know, you coming to the podcast and you rocking out with me, minus that, and who you chose in a wife, minus that. Mm-hmm. And football as a coach, you got a pretty bad judge of character, it seems like. Uh, Urban Meyer. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, who's the other guy that's uh, just on my mind? Uh, Baker Mayfield. Yep, yep. Um, I respect your X's and O's, but your eye test, which I know you don't really, I don't know how much value you put in eye test. Uh-huh. Your eye test is shaky because you also, I, know, I know you don't, I, know I don't you want don't you eyeballing my weed up, no. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I know you don't care about uh. the AFC South. I know you felt like that division was finicky. You picked the Jaguars yeah. to win that division, and you completely yeah. everything but crucified and took and urinated on the Titans. Ah! I did. I did. I did. Yeah, I, I did. But so 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 hold on, hold on. Like it's not there, my G. Uh, uh. So you suck at predicting. I'll, I'll say. Wait, I mean, hey, there, there are a lot of hold on, hold on now, hold on now. There are a lot of great football minds who suck at predicting, and they'll tell you that. They'll tell you that. But we uh, talked about like yes, Chris Sims. <laughs> there are a lot of great football minds who are bad at predicting. 
But you're, you're a lot of great football minds that battle for the great. I'm not. No, I would not I'm consider not myself a great football mind. But 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 I would I would say that I. I wouldn't call it a great football mind. I'm not ready to. Go yeah, no, 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 no. I'm I'm not. I'm saying I'm saying there are people who know what, way more football than I than I do who are bad at predicting. Because I think it's probably because of the way that we look at the game now. Uh, uh, there, there were talks on, even if you watch, uh, 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 the Sunday night football show on NBC, right? With Tony Dungy, uh, Chris Sims, uh, Mike, uh, Collinsworth uh, Mike has, uh, but, but they're like, Hey, Mike Brable should be in the conversation for coach of the year because the Tennessee Titans with a bunch of, a bunch of reasons why they should not be the number one team in the AFC. They are. Why? It's unexplainable. It's like, wait a second. There's no reason the, the, the Titans are not a great team. They're, they're not a great team. No one looks at them and say, oh, the Titans are great. Okay, hey, they got AJ Brown. AJ Brown is awesome, right? Uh, their defense, they got a couple a couple of big names. And after that, it's like, why is why is their defense good? So my my hey, thing so with, here, my so thing here's the Titans thing are, to that. So here's the thing uh-huh. to that, right? So why in the hell are the Titans doing what they're doing? Nobody expecting them to do what they're doing. Give Mike Vrabel coach of the year because looking at his roster and how the season started and you don't have Derrick Henry, how has he been able to accomplish what he's accomplished? Those same mm-hmm. football heads. Those I, was, I, was right on, I was right on, I was right on Derrick Henry. Yeah, that's cute, but we're not talking about that right now. So those same football great heads will crown pretty much, even yourself, crown the – Cleveland Browns before the season started because they had all of this beautiful, beautiful whatever on their roster and these those same beautiful minds that you are talking about. Yo, mm-hmm. the Cleveland Browns are it. They are those guys. They have X, Y, Z, A, B, C, and one, yep. two, three, and they yep. are not even in the playoffs. So, yeah, is that just cr- crediting more to like y'all ain't good at predictions even when you think you see a great team? Uh, that, well, I think I think that says more about the game of football that that there is. Uh, I, I think it says two things. So, so I'm gonna say one thing about them and another thing about me. One, it says it says something about the game of football, right? The game of football is hard to predict, right? It's, it's there. There are a lot of there are, a lot of things can go one way. You know, hey, the, no no one saw before before the uh, 2017 season. No one saw the Jazz going to the AFC Championship. Right. Hey, with Blake Bortles, da, 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 there's no way. Right. Uh, but they, they end up doing it. They had a bunch of things go their way. Uh, they end up doing it. Right. Uh, so that happens in the game of football. Right. One thing that I uh, messed up in my analysis of a lot of, of a lot of things uh, this year is I took I have taken too much stock in the totality of a team. Right. Hey, if I look at if I if I look at you know, players one through 53, you know, and I do an analysis of every position. Hey, the totality of the team, I think that they could do X, Y, and Z, right? What uh, things like the Chiefs this year, uh, the Bengals this year, right? One of the reasons why I didn't buy into the Bengals uh, because I didn't see them as the totality of the team and the coach staff, really the coach staff, but the totality of the team as well. I didn't see them being a great, but if you have players in the right positions that are excellent, uh, they can carry you a long way. And so uh, I didn't, I didn't, I didn't see that. So uh, even for for the, uh, for the for the Titans, and that's gonna be the last thing I'm gonna say. Uh, Ryan Tannehill has played great this year. 
uh, even with, without uh, a lot of great things on offense for him, and uh, uh, and having having you know uh, great talent at, at the uh, defensive tackle position and at the safety position for the for the uh, Titans defense, they've been able to figure out a way to put it together. So, you know, so there, there's some things that we can mess up in that prediction. I have one more question, and then we'll go to football. I mean basketball. So. Uh, putting too much stock, as you said, into the totality of a team. Hey, one mm-hmm. through 53, talented, boom, 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 boom. They should be able to do X, Y, Z. But as a coach, right, what does talent mean if guys aren't really coached in the right position? Now, granted, you may have a talented team, but you suffer due to injuries and other factors, right? Mm-hmm. But I think as it relates to football, how I – how I do my best to learn the X's and O's, but also try to go off the consistency of, okay, I know there's a lot of variables, but said X player through his body of work that has shown that he's a pretty fairly consistent uh, anomaly on the field to where if he's playing great, good eight out of 10 times, that's going to work well for the team overall, right? And that's not Mm -hmm. necessarily the totality of talent. That's just really banking or riding or betting or predicting on one player playing great. Um, mm-hmm. So how do you move forward from this season and understanding no, not everybody's great at predictions and looking at, okay, not trying to put up, put and bet your whole stock on talent and try to go about thinking, okay, what type of schemes are these teams going to be running with these players or who's going to get, who's possibly going to get beat out or and not mm-hmm. just who are they playing and this team has more talent than this team so this team should beat them and Vegas is going to do it this way but putting mm-hmm. the X's and O's on how you think the team is going to play and how that will work for the talent yeah I mean but that's the thing I put a lot of that stuff in the analysis the one thing I did not I did not put into as much uh, stock was the hey this team has a great quarterback uh, MVP level quarterback, great receiver, great tight end. Uh, maybe that's about all you need to to, to win games, right? Uh, I looked at, well, hey, this team has a mediocre quarterback, but everything else is great. I think they can do something, right? Uh, I, I looked at stuff like, uh, you know, uh, 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 X's and O's. Uh, one of the reasons, one of the reasons why, one of the reasons why, why I thought the Browns would be uh, would be great is, hey, even though Baker Mayfield. Is not that great of a quarterback. He looked pretty good last year. I had a lot of a lot of confidence in Kevin Stefanski. I have a lot of confidence in Andrew Barry, GM. I have some a little bit of confidence in uh, in the DC, but I think the talent there will override his his ineptitude, right? Uh, where that that didn't happen this year, uh, and so uh, point. you know, you see what happens when you have talent but not the right coaching. I.e., say with yeah, you yeah, guys, yeah. Bill O'Brien. I just have to bring him back. Uh, 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 so, uh, Richie, I don't know if y'all saw. I don't know if y'all saw too. Do but, not uh, say anything about him being the offensive coordinator at Alabama because you could call plays for Alabama. No. Oh, okay, okay, thank you. No, 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 no. I was, I, no, I was saying. No, I sent y'all. I sent y'all the tweet about uh, he may be get, he may get a look at uh, the Jags head coaching job. Oh, bro, uh, I didn't so, see that. I missed that one. Yeah, I sent that to y'all. I sent that to y'all. So that okay, that's that's why okay. I said. Uh, that, that's what that's why I, I said depending on what the Jags do. 
Oh, please get that. Depending, depending on what the Jags, depending on what the Jags do this offseason, I might be uh, transferring my uh, my family somewhere else. Bro, so, I pray Bill uh, O'Brien so, takes that Jacksonville job. Please, Bill O'Brien. Please, bro. Yeah, so bro. He can bring another so. college culture there and think he is the fucking guy who made Tom Brady and have an arrogance that will. Hey, who knows? Maybe he just may have something against Clemson guys. Who knows? But uh. I mean, so, yeah, man. yeah, Bill yeah, O'Brien, so. take this job, man, and turn that organization around. All right. Hey, at least we'll be average. We've been we've been sucking the past uh, twenty years, so at least we'll be average. So I'll take I'll take that. I yeah. take average. So not that far into the year two thousand twenty-two, a decision that was made in two thousand and twenty-one was Kyrie Irving electing not to take the vaccine for COVID to be able to play throughout the NBA season because of that decision the Nets elected to not allow him to participate in any team activities until he was fully vaccinated they would not allow him to be a part-time participant they would not allow and this is in 2020-21 they would not allow him to only play away games when the Nets were not um, inside the New York State uh, playing against playing home games or against the New York Knicks because due to COVID regulation and laws, you can't be in buildings and facilities not fully vaccinated. All right, so that decision was made in 2021, and now here in 2022, due to COVID, the new new surge, new strand, Omicron, Omarion, whatever you want to call it, NBA players are out due to due to COVID protocol, left and right. And now Kyrie Irving, they need Kyrie Irving back because they're down guys. <clears throat> so he is expected to come back this Wednesday. Y'all are probably listen, listening to this on the Thursday. So he has probably already played. They will be, he Kyrie Irving will be debuting against the Indiana Pacers. For the first time this season, right now the Brooklyn Nets are 23 and 12, number two in the Eastern Conference, right behind the Bulls, who are 25 and 10 at number one. So, my initial thoughts about this I believe that Kyrie Irving is going to come back on Wednesday to play against the Indiana Pacers. Then, right around that, right when Kyrie Irving is trying to get back in rhythm, get in game shape, you know, there's no conditioning like the game condition. After he comes back tomorrow, potentially against the Indiana Pacers, the Nets turn around, go back home, and they play against the Milwaukee Bucks. Kyrie can't play. And then their then their record goes home, home, away, away, so on and so forth. And I was thinking that, hey, oh, Kyrie Irving is coming back. They've been performing well. James Harden is coming back to life. KD is going to always be KD. And then I started thinking about maybe our funny games now. But what do you do when the playoffs come around and Kyrie Irving's still not vaccinated and you may or may not have home court advantage depending on what the situation is? Oh, hey, you get to the finals and you you out for two games against without Kyrie because you can't play at home. What does that look like down the road? So I just started thinking about that when I heard he had came when he was coming back. And so I'm interested to see around April if Kyrie Irving still decides not to be vaccinated or if maybe New York State laws change, revolved around COVID, if they change, what would that look like come playoff season for the Brooklyn Nets? But Kyrie Irving coming back, 
what do y'all think about that? Only able to play away games for the New York Knicks. Uh, New York Nets, I'm sorry. New Jersey, Brooklyn, 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 Brooklyn and Nets, sorry. <laughs> well, um, I, I think it's going to be colossal um, in the words of Super Future, Fire Marshal Future, Future Hendrix. Um, I think it could... <laughs> I think it could definitely be it could be backbreaking, um, you know, especially in a in a doggy dog road series in the playoffs, and you know, Lord forbid they make it all the way to the NBA finals, and then you got to play all your home games without, you know, one Mr. Kyrie Irving, the godson of Mr. Rob Strickland. You know, like why why would we go ahead? What if you get a game seven in the finals and you can't play with dude and you at home for game seven? Oh my God! <laughs> well, you better go get the emergency doctor to come out to your crib, take that COVID vaccine before they game seven. Kyrie, this is two. You, we may not get back here. We, I, I need you here, son. I need you here. I, I understand your beliefs, but I believe in championships and your legacy, son. I don't want your legacy to be COVID, son. And I'm feeling with the vaccine. I do. I actually feel him a lot. But I don't live in New York, brother. And unfortunately, that's how they rocking up there. Jesus, I, man. Hey, you living a hell of a life. Yeah. What are we willing to do for a championship? And I think it comes literally down to, it's as simple as that. What am I willing to do to win? Because I can just hear the Kobe the inner Kobe in him saying, Kai, we gonna let, I can just hear Kobe now, because it's not even about the, the vaccine. I don't care. If taking the vaccine means that I get to play and then win and go be, then come on, man. In the spirit of that, I know what Kobe would do because he's so dedicated to the mission. And I'm saying, I know he has that essence and that same ilk, that same spirit within him. Not saying that he is Kobe Bryant, but he's cut from the same cloth as this man. I, I just don't see a world where he's not willing to exhaust our options in order to get the main goal accomplished. But hey, if he does decide to do that, man, you will bet your ass that ESPN, ABC, CBS, and every other running sports, you know, network will be writing about it to his detriment. And he won't probably be able to live that down. Uh, I, I would say that if he's going this far, that no matter what the circumstances are, that he would not uh, end up taking the vaccine. I think at that point, uh, if the situation uh, came to what you just described, Edward, I think it would be uh, uh, a great gesture from the governor of New York and the uh, mayor of New York City to uh, suspend the uh, COVID policies for the day, one game, one night, something like that. One day, uh, to make sure. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you know, so if they, if I they, uh, you know, had a state, state and city pride, uh, they could, uh, they could do something like that. But I'm not sure that they would. So, uh, I but, be. but I, I don't see, I don't see Kyrie, uh, you know, taking the, taking the vaccine for championship so 
Yeah, I could be wrong, but I want to say it was a New York mayor who wanted to receive his his uh, paycheck or his first installment of his paycheck uh, through like Bitcoin or something of that nature. Um, so you know he's you know he's with the times. He's you know trying to be think and be futuristic. So hey, he may yeah yeah Eric that's the same mayor I'm thinking about. Yeah, Eric, Eric I, it, it could be him because Eric Adams is a uh, uh, an eccentric type of guy. Uh, but when it comes to the uh, the COVID policies, I mean, he he's decided to extend uh, what the previous mayor just put out uh, as far as uh, more stringent policies. So, uh, you know, I'm not I'm not sure what uh, what what he'll do. Uh, so we'll see, though. We'll we'll, we'll see. Houston, we have a problem. We obviously have a very young team. Had the second overall draft pick this season, and Jalen Green, he's been balling out. But had us a hiccup this week for the Houston Rockets. Christian Wood, Kevin Porter Jr. suspended for getting into it with the legendary coach John Lucas in halftime in a game against the Denver Nuggets. Kevin Porter Jr something in the locker room it was reported then proceeded to leave the arena come back into the second half christian woods elected not to be subbed into the game those fellows were then from that from those actions those fellows were suspended for a game against the philadelphia 76ers um black peace the locker room didn't seem that peaceful what do you take from that uh exchange losing <laughs> losing is heavy brother it is very very heavy um i know a few fellas that have uh endured a bit of losing and they're not taking it quite well but i'm like i said i'm not like gonna that. curse on the podcast this episode <laughs> <laughs> hey come on i'm not a cocky guy i have to get one but no, no uh, I, think, I think the main i think the main thing is honestly is losing honestly um they had a little spark at the beginning of the year i think they went on like a six or seven game win streak maybe eight and no, it was like seven. And uh, ever since then, it's just been back to garbage. Um, I feel like nobody knows where to point the, you know, point the finger to. And they're going to the stars. They're going to Christian Woods, who's the, you know, the, I guess you would say the veteran of the team. You're going to KCP, who's the, the shoot, the, 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 the primary veteran scorer on the team, if you would say, or shooter on the team, or, or guard for sure, uh, young guard. And, um, you know, it's at this point where nobody knows what to do. You got Jalen, like you said, blocking his wings, and I mean, it's just kind of a kind of a circus right now. And um, according to my knowledge, Christian Wood actually did the did something. I feel like that affected his stock. Um, I believe the Rockets were actually up in that Denver game by nine points, and when he checked in, he went um, negative nineteen on the floor or seventeen, and uh, totally flip flopped the game. Yeah. For sure, yeah, minus. He went minus 19, I believe, and they ended up benching the board. And that, in my opinion, I know you have your differences with your coach, but do your job, do your part, do what you think people pay and, and pay admission to come see, which is great, high potential, high-intensity uh, basketball, not you pouting because you're not getting your way or you have disagreement. Business is business, yes, but professional sports is professional sports. You know, um, and I... Um, at this point, I feel like it is it is deteriorating 
but it can be fixed. I feel like there should be some moves being made. You know, sadly, because I did like how the team was going. I like the young energy, but, you know, this kind of thing can't be accepted, in my opinion, if we try to build an actual strong team. Um, I can't say both of them need to go, but some some arrangements need to be done. You know what I'm saying? So just for the benefit of the organization and just for future players, let them know, like, hey, you come to this organization, bro, you got to, you know, fall in line. We just had James Harden, who was going to strip clubs every night. So this is the last what? thing you want to see is your – Last thing you want but to see is the first MVP That's fine. Three-time four-champ MVP. But at the same time, though, with a team with no necessary <laughs> dominant leader or with a heavy, heavy, heavy paycheck, it's it's kind of up in the air. Everybody kind of no what offense, they John do, Lucas you know what I mean? not the leader of this basketball team. No offense. Oh, I no. love John <laughs> Lucas. I like John Lucas. I respect John Lucas. But in the sense of I don't know what was said. We don't know what was done. Um, it it could have been something so out of line to where, as a man, it's just certain shit I'm just not going to budge on, right? So we don't know those inexcusable acts that, hey, could have crossed, a, uh, you know, an invisible line there. So I'm not going to really speak to, you know, what was said or speculate. But um, Kevin Porter just Jr. Feel, has feel about losing. It's true, but <laughs> Kevin Porter Jr. has also had a history of acting out or, you know, acting a certain way, whether that be on the bench or in the locker room or with coaches or whatever the case may be, when things have not been advantageous or when things have not swayed his direction. So um, could it be another instance of that? I'm not too sure. It very well could be. Um, but to see Christian Wood be entangled in it as well is a bit more telling because they're, you know, three of the, that being, you know, the other being Jalen Green, um, you know, they're looked at as, you know, two of the better players or, you know, if not two of the best players on the team. So, you know, if your leaders on the team are doing that, it's just, you know, maybe something is a bit off with leadership or, you know, the coaching staff up there in Houston. And maybe it just needs to be corrected. Maybe they need to clean house entirely new coaching staff. Um, you know, maybe they need to go in a different direction. Who knows? But John Lucas does have a lot of respect around the league. Somebody needs to go, period. Like, I agree, whether it be coaching or players. Like, I see – I see. I feel like we just we, – we were too good of an organization for two big pieces to leave. Not big – with two big names to leave, and we just fall back to crumbs. Uh, that being the GM and also being James Harden. I just feel like – I feel like we were more than them. I feel like we stayed in the game of being in the playoffs before either one of them came. And I feel like this is just a winning organization that doesn't quit. And this is the worst we've ever been But what you got 2001. Right, Darnell. But see, what you, what you have to be mindful of, hence Respect the Game podcast, you have to respect the process, right? So, yeah, they got, they got rid of – GM that got rid of James Harden and it didn't work with Melo, it didn't work with Russell Westbrook. The Rockets was essentially rebuilding with draft picks, bro. And that's just going to take time. And within that time, just going to be bad, a bad team. Or, you know what I'm saying? Maybe some more victories you have to grab. You might have to grab more, more victories than actual W victories. But I think that's just something to be mindful of. Obviously, you still got John Wall. They're not, they not playing him and trying to find somebody to trying to find somebody to trade with him to get those pieces to help add 
talk, look at Eric Gordon. He's in trade discussions. He's a veteran. He's an OG. I mean, that's Sound. rock. That's rock is true and blue. Uh, but forgive me for being repetitive, but I like what Isaac said. It's it's reported as John Lucas challenged them. Operative word challenge. We don't know what was said in that challenge. Where, like I said, it's just certain things you're not going to stand for as a man. And as I as I continue to grow, as I continue to do the podcast, as I'm continuing media, I just try to pay attention to the full story will never truly be told. Sometimes in rare situations, you may get the full story, but the full story will never be told. I know my knee-jerk reaction was just like, man, bro, like, y'all can't take those opportunities for granted to be able to get out there on the court. You know what I'm saying? Suppose whatever bad happened and you just say you ain't going in and something happened, you really never get that chance again. Maybe a bit of an extremist thought, but I thought about it that way initially. But uh, my main thing, bro, is like, I understand man is man, but when you involve yourself in a team sport, that's exactly what you did. You involved yourself in a team sport. And I feel like, bro, like, Christian Wood situation, like that. When I heard who actually like the way he played it, I'm like, bro, that's not how you get it done, my dude. You you actually competing against a top team, which can be be a build morale. You're winning by nine. You're not supposed to win by nine, in my opinion. And you come in with your with your, you know, not you know, what? I'm not gonna do that. That's that's selfish. That's rude. You come in with your personal matter, and now you play poorly, and you and now the team suffers, and they got to take a whole L as a team now. Because of your personal, you know what I mean? That's what rubs me wrong. Like, you have an issue. Yeah, deal with it. You know, even whatever. But it's like, you're like, come on, bro. Like, you're in a game. Like, you're actually, your team depend on you. I know you got a personal issue, but it's like the team. Like, finish that after and go off and, go off and get fined. That's how I feel about it. You know what, bro? Do your part. Do your best you can. And you know what? Get in the interview. Get fined there. Because you know you can get fined for saying what you want. Why not? You can get suspended there. But guess what? You was there for your team, though. I just push it forward and talking about criticizing people for leaving the game, Antonio Brown, right? Yeah. Um, mm -hmm. Just how with Kevin Porter Jr., there's been a report of repeated behavior. And so, obviously, what this Antonio Brown has had various, various instances where he may not have completely threw off his shoulder pads in the middle of the game and waved by, but he has had moments where he just said, I ain't going in, I ain't playing, right? So, along with off-the-field issues, so I'm going to go through them, and then we can talk about what transpired against the New York Jets when he walked off and it was, a report, uh, it was reported after he's no longer with the books. 2000, January 2017 against the Chiefs. Obviously, he goes on social media live streaming while Mike Tomlin is talking. It's supposed to be a sacred moment in the locker room, so that brings attention. December 31st, 2018, week 17 leading up, he decides not to practice. The Pittsburgh Steelers are in playoff contention if they play in that game. Because he didn't practice, he didn't. He was inactive throughout that game. He decided to leave the game at halftime. July 26, 2019, he gets frostbite on his feet during the uh, cryotherapy session. It's placed on the non-football injury list. Some people have said, why would you do that, not protect yourself? That was ruled the non-football injury. August 12th, 
distanced himself from the Raiders because he couldn't have a helmet that the NFL no longer allowed. That caused the problem. September 24th, 2019, he goes on a rant on social media going at the Raiders general manager. September 7th, Brown asked to be released. The Raiders cut him. September 7th, sexual assault allegations uh, were put out, reported against Antonio Brown. September 18th, it was reported that he was sending threatening messages to the women who had placed allegations allegations against him based off misconduct and sexual harassment, so on and so forth. September 19th, offseason or preseason, AB gets picked, he, he was picked up, gets cut by the Patriots. January 22nd, Brown is charged with the felony of burglary and battery in Hollywood, Florida. Then please no contest to that situation. He's given two years probation, ordered to go to a psychological evaluation and attend anger management and perform 100 hours of community service. That happened on July 12th. July 31st, he was suspended eight games because of the assault and uh, because of the burglary and battery charges. Uh, he had to, he was suspended eight games. October 27, 2020, signed with the books in week nine after serving an eight-game suspension. Obviously went on to win a Super Bowl, had a couple of catches and a touchdown. And he was picked up, he was re-signed beginning of the year, one year, $3.1 million. And in this season, December 2nd, three-game suspension for lying about his COVID vaccination card. Then after that, to top it all off, obviously he had his outbursts on the field. We took his uniform off, threw his helmet, threw his gloves, threw his towels, everything, and pieced out the stadium in the middle of the game when the Buccaneers were down 24 to 10, midway late in the third quarter against the New York Jets. Who wants to take it first? I'm talking about holding it every all athletes accountable across the board. Or, uh, games or, or I, I, I'll, go, I'll go ahead and take it. Uh, yes, oh, we, should hold, and we should hold Antonio Brown uh, accountable. And for all those who are talking about Antonio Brown has mental health issues, which he may have, uh, that he needs to get looked at and all this stuff, da, da, da. Uh, sure, uh, he may have that. But uh, if we're going uh, to give mental health issues a pass in, in one arena for, for athletes, we should give mental issues a pass, you know, across uh, athletic fields, uh, across genders. Uh, and, uh, uh, yeah, so just like I have not given any mental health uh, passes yet, I won't give one uh, uh, to Antonio Brown. Antonio Brown uh, obviously has issues, uh, obviously is a prima donna, obviously is a great talent, which is why he keeps getting uh, opportunities. Uh, but... Uh, Antonio Brown is about uh, making business boom for AB. You know that everybody knows that, and so uh, oh, if, if if he uh, if 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 it's not about him, then then you know so uh, that's that's what the Bucks uh, you know they were willing to to deal with that uh, for um, you know the talent there, and and you know that's what that the cost they had to pay. So uh, no sympathy here from Coach Johnson. Uh, for Antonio Brown, um, you know, I would, I would, I wouldn't give him another opportunity to NFL, Rebe, but somebody probably phone. will. 
Somebody probably will. Somebody Gordon, probably will because he's you know, because he's a great talent. He's a great talent. He is a great talent. What person? So, uh, what what yeah. person do you know plays a awful team, a top five draft team? They losing to them. They are the best quarterback to ever breathe air. And for whatever reason in your brain, you decide to leave. Knowing that you're going to the playoffs, knowing that you're highly favored other than against the Green Bay Packers, and knowing that you have a, a high chance of going to the Chiefs, AB. Not, not only that, I not only like, that, not only I that. I feel like well, you know, not only that, the main thing that people are saying that he was, you know, he we, one reason he left is because of his stats. Tom Brady would have gave him his stats. He would have Tom Brady. Yeah, 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 yeah. 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 receiver. No, 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 no. No, listen, that receiver that came in and saved the day was a slot was in that exact same position pretty much. And he gave him Who was the receiver that gave him that touchdown? Exactly. I believe his last name was Grayson or something like that. There you go. There you go. I do want to give a shout out to yards. Jalen Darden from UNT, actually a home native of Houston, Texas. Actually used to go to Calvary Missionary Baptist Church uh, when he was a youngin. So um, that's another uh, Calvary alma mater, man. We breeding them here, man. Play for the Buccaneers, number one, Jalen Darden, uh, you know, star receiver at UNT for three years straight. Uh, just want to throw it out, man. Uh, we breeding this. Church, man. We breeding <laughs> over here, man. We breeding this, man. Yo, so. Darnell, so to your point, right? So his his last his last catch was six thirty three. Was at six thirty three in the second quarter. He had three receptions up until that point and five targets already. I do believe those catches that Grayson was making on that touchdown drive, that game winning drive, were AB's catches. And so I feel you, Christian, on not giving him sympathy, and it was making my skin boil you when everybody tried to run to that and like the mental health and I was just like man like is it a crazy thought to just have that what if AB don't have mental health issues what if he is perfectly within his right and sound conscious mind what if everybody he, else just fuck ups and it's not <laughs> <laughs> like what if everybody else is wrong and trying to give him a pass and he's consciously within his right mind knowing what he's doing and Either, A, he knows the consequences and he don't care about the consequences of his actions, or he just don't care all around. Be arrogant. So, arrogant, exactly. Yeah. I think he arrogant, bro. I think he don't give a fuck. Because, yeah. right, right, so everybody tried to immediately go to the race car. Oh, they trying to, they trying to stall him out. Right. They don't. I see run. He was <laughs> on the sideline at the Nets game, I believe, the following day. The same night, a, I want to say. Same night, probably was. He had a chain on that was a B. And if you slow that part down, the chain is a B. Thus his name, Antonio Brown. I just thought that was pretty mm -hmm. funny because when you look at the chain and you'd be like, is that a B? But then it's like, it really is a B in... I just thought it was actually pretty funny. Yeah. So the uh, argument, Ever, just real quick. Uh, you know, you you're saying, you know, if he has mental health or not, does uh, again, I could care less if he has mental health issues or not. Um, uh, don't walk on the team. Yo, so, I, am, so, so, I, I am who I am. 
to go against wow. the trying to single trying to stall him out and I want to let him get his money. It was reported, I don't know if it's true. And I want to say Bruce Arians said this, but I didn't hear it or see it for myself. I just heard it out there through the grapevine. It was supposedly a known fact that AB wasn't benched. It was also reported, maybe true, may not be true, that what led up to him acting out was because he felt like Tom Brady was favoring Gronk down the stretch as opposed to him. That's that's what's reported. I don't know if it's true or not. I'm just giving y'all all sides of the spectrum. Yes. And it's also and it was I let you go. And it was also reported it was Arians ex family go back into the game to try to go out and get the incentives and the catches and the yardage and the touchdowns. What was you gonna say, Darnell? The tar- if you look at the targets, like the most receiving, the most person gets the most receiving yards is uh. There you go. There you go. I brought. I I got them for y'all. Don't worry. But that's the thing. But I'm not gonna say all that. But that's the thing. Like, like, come on. I looked at. It, I'm like, bro. We're, we're, I'm not seeing the problem. Maybe like nine, you talk about your okay, mama? Outside, of, outside, of, <laughs> outside of AB, you had nine different receivers who caught passes that game, and out of and out of the nine, eight of them had two, two, two or more catches. So it's just like, bro. We trying like. You're trying to win. I don't. I don't know. Like all of that added up, and thinking about that, and I and I can see possibly that being an argument if you look back on working your way up, and it's like, damn, like they ain't really been like showing AB no love. It's, it's Brady, so it's not like Brady can't like pick apart the defense and like get you the ball when he wants to, or, or manipulate whatever type of uh, matchup. And I can see if it's not like he wasn't getting the ball this game or that game, but he coming off the previous game. 15 targets, 10, 10 catches, 100, 100 yards catching, 100 yards receiving. And so I really don't think A.B. crazy. I I was listening to Tom Brady talk. I trust – I don't know if I'm just a, uh, a blind. You probably had that Leonard Fournette talking to Anthony Brown. I said Anthony, Antonio Brown being <laughs> a little bit more combustive or combustive. I don't think he was more apt to that stern talking by Bruce Arians. Hey, either you submit, get with the team, or go home. And AB probably was like, nigga, I don't know who the fuck you're talking to, or I'll really go home in this bitch. <laughs> you must know nobody. You know, it's only it's always one nigga on the team like that, bro, who'll let his nuts hang no matter what, bro. Don't give a fuck yeah, about the world. That's the worst AB, thing about it is. all the talent in the world just. The, the only credence I may give to. Well, I don't want to say I may give to. It's not whether I give it to him or not. It, like Bruce Arians said, if he needs help, hope he gets it. I don't think that help is rooted in him continuing to get chances within football. Um, but when he had the court issues and they ordered him to, one, go take anger management classes and get a psychological evaluation, I was like, Maybe you may have some little off of the court felt like that was rude, but I also know that could also be another form of manipulation in the courtroom. So you can have a lighter sentence to say, oh, they, they, they was kind of really off their square when they were acting you out. You can't always keep seeing smoke from AB and not say that it's a not a fire over there. Like, eventually, it's like, well, that nigga. Everywhere yes. you go, they tripping. <laughs> Yeah, as they say, the common denominator. You the common denominator? Exactly, man. Go ahead. So, um, so to wrap it up, AB, uh, uh, 
needed 1.3 million, and he had 1.3 on the table in incentives. He had eight more catches, eight more catches in two games. In two games, eight more catches, 55 more yards, two touchdowns, and an additional 255 more yards with still uh, a quarter and a half still left to play with a full game. Um, Against who? The New York Jets. I don't know if that's... No, no, it's somebody else next week. Carolina. Panthers, yeah. So Carolina. I don't know if I really want to believe... Antonio Brown wasn't calculating all that. If I think his blood was deeper than rap, <laughs> I think his blood yeah, was deeper. Yeah, I'm not sure. Thing is, you got the greatest greatest quarterback behind center, bro, and you you won the best receipt. Like I think he did, I, I think he never studied Tom Brady's film ever at all, like how he operates. Because it's like Tom Brady don't. He'll pick you if you work for it, but that's about it. There is no favoritism, nigga. You still have to be that guy to be the bro, guy. If you know his fucking guy. seven years, bro, he has a favorite target. His name is yes. Gronkowski. I mean, but he likes the target when they get into the red zone, so it's not a... A.B. said it's even like, bro, it just ain't my game to go completely off. He had just literally had two or three games in a row where he went over 100 yards and back-to-back-to-back. That's back what I'm saying, though. Like, Either you tripping, you get like the target, he's getting the attention. He just notices. Mm. I'm saying he don't look at his face like, bro. He don't pick out. He picks out the mix match. Like if I can't hold this big ass motherfucker, why I'm gonna keep avoiding it? Yeah. Yeah. Hey, one one thing though, I just uh, uh, Antonio Brown should be a Hall of Fame receiver, but I mean, I'm I'm not sure. I mean, he's gonna get the treatment that T.O. got. I'm not sure if he'll get to the Hall of Fame. Uh, even though he's one of the best receivers T.O. got in, though. Well, I know T.O. Was... got in, but but I'm just saying. But, again, T.O. didn't go to this. Even though T.O. had a bad rap, T.O. didn't even go to this stream. So, you know. Uh, yeah, he didn't go to his enshrinement. He had, he had it done at his, at his college. No, no, no. I'm, I'm saying, I'm saying, I'm saying T.O. didn't walk off on his team in the middle of the game. You know what I'm saying? T.O. Oh, AB tripping, bro. AB tripping. Yeah, so I'm saying, so I'm saying, T.O. hasn't gone as far as T.O. as uh, Antonio Brown has gone. So because of that, I don't know if Antonio Brown will make it to the Hall of Fame because of because of these antics. Uh, and also, too, I don't I don't think Antonio Brown has the career numbers that that T.O. had. Uh, but um, uh, you know, he he his as his play on the field, he has an argument to get, get inside of Canton. Uh, uh, but as a you know, whole body of work as far as the player on and off the field, I'm not sure if he'll make it. All right, man. Uh, so to wrap it up real quick, Georgia's playing Alabama national championship. Side note, Izzo, I think we I I say I think you did a piss poor job on giving praise to your alma mater this year in college football. Oh, man. Yeah, man. Uh, <laughs> but I'm gonna put that on you, not me. <laughs> nah, man. Shout out to shout out to UTSA, man. Uh, we had a historic year in our football's young program life. Um, it will be ten years marking this year. Uh, with us having, you know, 10 years of us having a football program in UTSA, man. And this is undoubtedly um, the most successful year that we've had in the tenure, you know, of our, our short time being established. So, 
man, shout out to UTSA football. Um, you know, shout out to, you know, the coaching staff up there, you know, making making some good decisions. And, um, you know, that being with one of the more uh, reputable picks, uh, Michael Davenport, starting defensive lineman for the New Orleans Saints. So, uh, yeah, man. Um, you know, UTSA is all throughout the league, too, man. You're looking at uh, Morgan in for the Vikings. Uh, we got a couple UTSA ballers. Yeah, out there, man. yeah we'll, we'll, we'll Hernandez, uh, uh, Giants guard, uh, you know, still doing things. So, yeah. There you go. <laughs> yeah, now, uh, so Georgia, Bama, College Football National Championship. Uh, rematch, I think rematch of all rematches. You have Alabama who beat Georgia at the time when they were the number one, when they were the number one ranked college football team in the SEC championship. Mm -hmm. Most of the time when you have two juggernaut teams, I want to say most of the time, sometimes when you have two juggernaut teams play each other, if it's not in the SEC championship, it may be early into the college football season so whichever team mm -hmm. moves they still got time to build themselves back up into the college football uh rankings mm -hmm. but going into the sec championship both teams have a full body of work at that point in time georgia was undefeated alabama had only lost to texas a&m at that point they played mm -hmm. it up alabama beats them 41 to 24 everybody's like what's going on obviously there's that stigma of nick saban and alabama just having the caught the card of a uh, coach smart and the georgia bulldog i got a hundred dollars on alabama troll yeah all right. so my question to you coach johnson and to all y'all how, how 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 would y'all go about how much stock would you put in looking at film from the past uh, Film, uh, film from what they did in their last college. Uh, they they, are, they last thought they were. Game. They get to big games and they choke. I'm counting on the same thing. Georgia, this happened with Georgia every year. The year they had Nick Chubb, mm -hmm. the year they had Sony Michelle was supposed to be the year. And every single year, whether it's the year they had the little racist quarterback Jake Fromm, he didn't do shit. He ain't shit in the league. He ain't mm -hmm. home, bro. Like. It's every year it's, oh, they're going to run the SEC. They're going to do this. They're going to do that. Bro, no, they're not. They're going to crumble when you when you need them the very most. They will crumble and let you down. For the most part, the conversation we was having earlier about just, you know, looking at the board, like, oh, they got all the NFL number one picks in Georgia in their defense, rather. Mm -hmm. Yeah. For the most part, against everybody they play up until Alabama, it looks like, yeah, uh, talent to talent, they're going to wipe through whatever team. But for mm -hmm. whatever reason, when it comes to Alabama, and they were beating Alabama in this game. Alabama didn't walk through them 41-24. to 24. The Alabama were down for a, a large part of this game for uh, the SEC mm -hmm. championship before they eventually came back and Bryce Young went off and went, went on to win the Heisman. Um. Yeah, Coach Johnson, like, if you're looking at a film of you on the staff, you got Bill O'Brien there for whatever reason. <laughs> um, like, how much stock are you putting into all the film that you got? What what, what are you, like, putting the, an attention to detail in terms of all the film you've been able to accumulate on this team? 
whether whether you're on whether you're on Alabama side and you already feel like uh-huh. they, they are who we think they are, or whether you're Georgia and you're trying to, why the hell did they beat us? Yeah, I mean, I, I think I think both coaching staffs will go back to the championship game, try to figure out what we're right, what we're wrong, uh, to try to reassess the game. Uh, but I, I'll agree uh, with Sean Hart here again. Um, I, I don't see I don't see Georgia being able to overtake Alabama. Uh, because where Georgia is strong, uh, Alabama doesn't play through that, right? So as far as who Georgia has, as far as being the big names who are going to be draft picks, they are people who are front seven or in the middle of the defense. Uh, and Alabama is able to win on the outside, right? Now they do have one corner uh, who may end up being a top 100 player, uh, but um, uh, Alabama has guys who are going to be top 50 players on the outside. And so uh, Jameson Williams is going to be a number one riders, a number one uh, uh, first-round draft pick. And then Bryce, Bryce Young, if he were coming out this year, would be the number one draft pick uh, in, the, in the NFL. So um, uh, where Alabama is strong, where they're able to attack, uh, Georgia's not strong yet as far as their defense. And then as far as Georgia's offense, they're they're mediocre like they've always been, and so uh, and Alabama has a strong enough defense to stop that. So, um, you know, uh, I'm sure that that Nick Nick Saban, Bill O'Brien, and uh, Coach Doug Marone uh, will uh, go back and look at you know, hey, where, where can we improve things and all that. Kirby Smart might try to figure out ways to stop uh, the Alabama offense uh, with with the talent he has. But I, I just I don't see it happening. Uh, they, they don't they don't have the horses to uh, to keep up with Alabama. In the, in, the, in the right positions. Do you get rid of Kirby Smart if he loses? No. No. Kirby, no. Uh, they they spent, uh, I think, nine years with uh, the previous coach. I forgot, I forgot the guy's name. Uh, Mark, Mark Ritt. They spent, like, nine years with Mark Ritt, who had them, you know, uh, you know, always kind of, you know, somewhat playing around with, with the top of the SEC. Uh, but they can never get over the hump. But now, I mean, with Kirby Smart, you, you've at least been in the conversation for the past three or four years with him. Um, you know, they always get uh, uh, quality uh, recruiting classes. Uh, and so with, with Kirby Smart, you at least could give yourself a chance. Um, you know, you, you, it's, 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 hard, it's, hard, it's hard to even be in the conversation to compete. Uh, so they're in the conversation to compete with Alabama. They're in, they're in the national championship game uh, for the second time against Alabama. And so, no, you don't get rid of Kirby Smart. Um, you know, to, to be where they are, hey, you, you got to keep hacking at it. You know, who knows? We just talked about this earlier on in the podcast. There's, you, who knows where, where the ball can, 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 uh, uh, can, can go and all this stuff. I'm just saying that, that hey, bro, we there, all know where this is going, bro. Either you like me, I'm saying there, there, there's like always a chance, though. Every year, or you want to win, bro. Kirby I think Smart is. I think it's more. Yeah. I think whether or not you get rid of Kirby Smart, I think it's not mm-hmm. rooted in whether they win or lose. This is a mentality. Obviously, if they bro. win, they keep them. But whether or not, <clears throat> it's more so how they lose if they lose. If yeah, they man, get, they lose. If they get like bro. body slammed. I think people are gonna be like, look, like we just gonna have to like build back up from the bottom and figure this out. But at the same time, it's like, bro, is she gonna get mad at the coach because he can't beat Alabama? Look around. <laughs> I'm just saying, how, I, again, how how many of those how many of those coaches are around? Exactly. Are, are you really are you really gonna are you really gonna try to go through the carousel of coaches again? 
just so you can try to get here to get a chance. This is this is your second national championship in what four years? I that, you, that you're playing in. I mean, good God, no! Don't get rid of him. Can, 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 he, can he give you one? I don't know. But but I mean, man, no! Don't get rid of him. He's giving you a chance. Lincoln O'Reilly. <laughs> I know he's going somewhere else, but I I, I just say USC, yeah, I believe, yeah. yeah. Oh oh oh, O'Reilly. All right, man. Uh, oh. <clears throat> All right. <laughs> All right. O'Reilly, shoot, O'Reilly. Shoot, shoot that sponsor this way, O'Reilly. Uh, when y'all get time, yeah. get up. Respect the game podcast, fellas. This has been a beautiful episode. Um, I, I don't know when I had went out. Did Sedacious ever say something when he got on or no? Nah, that nigga ain't I know he, sick, I, I know he was on. Okay, he I ain't got on. on. I seen that little name. It didn't say Sedacious. <laughs> <laughs> Oh man, yeah, man. But now, nah, man, our first episode of the week. Um, I'm of the week, that too, of the year. Thank y'all for rocking with us. Remember, soon or very soon, we'll try to work towards making it happen at the end of the month. Obviously, we're on mostly all podcast platforms, but you'll soon be able to check us out through video on Spotify. So we're moving up in the world. We got that approval as a small podcast coming up in the game. We got uh, so you can check us out through video on Spotify, Sony, very soon. Not just Facebook. I mean, yeah, Facebook or, or YouTube. I really mean on YouTube. So love y'all. Tune into the podcast next week. Get back in the comments. Get on social media. Get at us. Our probably dig in deeper with all our NFL predictions next week. And yeah, man, this is the Respect the Game podcast. And remember. Remember how to treat your 2022 like a bougie soccer player. Don't kick it with people who got no goals. Love you, beautiful people. See you next week.